Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Like always, this podcast is sponsored by the Pass to Assist pod. Follow Callum, Jack, Doug and Carl as they discuss basketball. Why? Because they like basketball and it's there for your basketball needs. So just go and check it out. Um, today's guest is a guy who I have met uh, a few times through doing music uh, when you know I did music. Before lockdown happened, the bastard. Um, so, uh, without further ado, uh, as I'm a wrestling fan, here we go. Please welcome to the show, Mr. George Costa. So, George, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, mate. Not bad, mate. All good. Yeah, that's All what good. I like to hear. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're, every time I met you, you were quite a quiet guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too talkative. <laughs> yeah, so this is gonna be fun because hopefully we're gonna get you on, you know, past, you know, past an hour of you just talking nonstop. <laughs> so you know, we're gonna finally, uh, you know, get to know George Costa. So, <laughs> where whereabouts did you grow up, man? So I grew up in um, in Raynham. So it's like little, like little town. So it's, it's in between like um, like Hornchurch and Dagnum, sort of like Farrock, that kind of way. Yeah, uh, quite a weird town. <laughs> it's it a place where like you know there's like nothing there apart from like a giant Tesco's really isn't it that's it really that's our <laughs> that's our sort of like claim to fame really the, the massive Tesco um, <laughs> yeah it's one of them places you wouldn't really unless you really had like a, a specific reason to go there you never like just pass through it hmm. um, yeah it's just odd so I grew up around there um, lived there for Cool. 20 uh, 22 years but I've now moved um, to like home church way but yeah I've been up grew up there oh, quite nice it's alright yeah. <laughs> wasn't too bad wasn't too bad a place um, just trying to think of anything yeah it's pretty to an exceptional place really <laughs> um, the only thing like then well, I guess the thing that where I spent most of my time as I was growing up was um, like, like, like the white rooms mm-hmm and down there, so when I was nine, yeah, so in 2004, my, my uncle Mark, um, but you, you know Mark, didn't you? Mark Pretty sure. yep. lovely guy. It's hard to, it's hard to miss him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but he, um, yeah, he opened that up. I think he, he had an idea to, yeah, I think originally the, the plan was just to have like a hall to like do like a little sort of clubbing. Hmm. And I just think it just sort of like escalated very quickly into building a studio. Um, so that was, yeah, from when I was nine. Then I just I just hang out down there loads really. I didn't even buy an instrument at first, like, like that at first. I just sort of hang out down there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Then just trying to think when I was then when I was about cool probably about thirteen fourteen. I'm, I started to meet like um, like Ollie Hookins and like States of Motion came down there. Mm-hmm. Um, met all them guys. That was really cool. And I was always like the baby of the group. I guess I was like, I was like quite a lot younger than the yeah, rest of them. Um. So I met them, met um, just all different bands really, hmm. and that sort of got me more interested. I always liked music, but I wasn't interested in playing anything. But that sort of got me interested. I think a lot, a lot of people I knew played guitar, so I thought, what, what can I play that's not guitar? So I spoke to uh, Bonsai, 
I said to him, like, would you mind giving us some lessons? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I started doing that with him and he's, like, Bonsai's ridiculously talented. He went to, like, Royal, Royal Academy of Music, all that sort of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. really unbelievably talented. So um, it was really cool to listen to him with him. And then I sort of did that for a few years. And then when I was, I was about 16, yeah. 16, 17, Matt Hookins asked me to join um, Let's Your Child there. So after so that, that was it really, I was, I was sort of like straight into a band, um, which is not, not unusual, I guess, but it, I, to, to find a band straight away and start gigging at that age, I guess it's quite odd. Hmm. And then it would, then it would be going a while, so it was like very like full, like full speed ahead from like day one, which was really cool. Yeah, like that, that, that more than anything probably like, pro- like propelled me to get better. Yeah. I think playing in a band. Just because you're like you're doing it like every week, and there's I don't know, it's just a different challenge, really. Yeah. I think of the first gig we had, we sp- we spent about I don't know, a good few, like, a few months for up putting a set together. Um, and the first gig we played was with Tomorrow Men at the I think it was Brentwood Town Brentwood Theatre. I was okay. It, it was a teenage cancer trust gig. Um, it's really, it's really good night actually. So it was like Tomorrow Men, uh, Scarlet Echo. Uh, I remember, so like, I'm already, I was already like pretty nervous. Yeah, because it's like first gig. I'm like 17 at this point, and uh, I sort of, I managed to sort of like get 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 myself worked up and get ready for it. Mm-hmm. Which I did when I did sand check. That would be like fine. Um, then I went back later on, just about 10 minutes before we were going on to like just check my stuff and check if it was ready. And I had an old bass set that was an old ash stand, um, and it was like a big like eight to ten thing. Something that somebody gave me, and I went back and it had been knocked over, and all the back was like just smashed in. Oh god! <laughs> so I'm now, I'm now in like full panic mode. I'm like, I, I'm just like this is this is terrible, and loads of stuff. So then they were like, oh, you, you should have to like di straight into the into the um like into the mixer, and it kept going wrong, and the leads the lead the guy had was like kept cutting out, and like the, I was like still like the pedals didn't work, I had. <laughs> And it was just an absolute, like, fucking nightmare. Yeah. It was horrific. But in a way, it was a good experience because, like, everything that could have possibly gone wrong happened at the first gig. Yeah. So, so anything after that was a bit like, oh, I could sort of, I know I have to deal with it now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was sort of like baptism by fire, really. But that was, yeah, that was cool. That was, that was quite a good line. I always, uh, was it, was it Paul doing the sound? No, it was another. I, I don't actually know who it was. I don't think it was Paul. It was another dude. It, it's, it's pretty odd that it wasn't Paul's gigs. Yeah, really. Brentwood and everyone knows him, and Paul does the same everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like you know, uh, the fact that he went, yeah, just throw in the mixer. That that sounds like such a Paul thing. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, man. Paul's gigs. What a legend. Yeah. <laughs> He's one person I really want to get on it because I reckon it. I always was like the first thing I really wanted to do with this thing was actually give him his own series, but basically just yeah, like yeah. A, te- a ten parter of him just telling us about his life and like how he become a sound man and things like that. Like he he is literally like one of the biggest legends of Brentwood. Like he's one of the, like iconic faces. Like you know you see, but like, I know that guy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like he, I, I know. I, I, I wouldn't say I know Paul like fairly well hmm. I, I don't know him like as well as like I know like, Ollie knows him really well um, but like I, I, bits and bobs I spoke to him about like his sort of life hmm. I'd love to know his sort of like whole life story I think it'd be amazing yeah I'm pretty you sure know, when uh, Covid's gone we'll, we'll get him on here and just like we might be able to get that 10 part series you know <laughs> oh man yeah definitely 
it'd be like a biopic yeah. of Paul's gigs. It'd be <laughs> brilliant. sell that movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, man. Yeah, because you, you said about another band that I haven't heard about in ages, the Scarlet Echo, man. Hannah, Mitch. Yeah, them guys, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the rest of their names, but... Uh, <laughs> Like she, she was like one of the most hardest working girls I think I think I've ever met. Like trying to get her band up and going, she'll literally turn up like every like open mic night and things like that. just 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 to get the Scarlet Echo name out there and just you know unfortunately I don't think it ever really took off in the end you know for them. Yeah, it was a funny one. You you're like you'd always you seen about quite a lot and then suddenly hmm. I think I think a couple of the members left. Um, yeah, it just sort of like came to an end. Hmm. I don't really know. I, 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 the only one I still. Uh, about them that I know that I've seen since is um, one, one of their drummers left and then another girl joined called Laura um, yeah, I but yeah I, I, I don't know what happened to the, to the rest of them I think I've seen Hannah in a very long time yeah I was going to say Hannah's in a very long time but uh, yeah so like you, you uh, obviously you joined the uh, the uh, Electric Child House um I think I remember seeing one of the gigs. Uh, like I remember the first time I actually ever heard of them. Uh, it was down uh, Keys Hall when like, Ollie was playing with States of Emotions, and it was oh, just like, yeah, it's, yeah. like four bands are on. And obviously, you were on then, and so I said, "Oh yeah, uh, you know." I went like, "Well, who's playing tonight?" And they were like, uh, "Blah blah 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 blah," and then Electric Child House, and then um, you know, obviously States of Emotions. I went, "Which one's the heaviest?" I went, "Electric Child House." I went, "Callum, we're going down the front." So <laughs> just like not going. <laughs> getting into it, you know, like, it was a good laugh. Um, and then, oh mate, yeah, it was fucking mad. That's, I think it was always uh, any of the stuff we. Uh, there were, I guess there was like more like, laid back stuff, but it was always to try and like just be like like party tunes, you know what I mean? Stuff mm. that like made you want to dance. I think it was a general aim, just like just like sort of classic rock in the sense of like getting that energy, yeah, sort of about. But yeah, mate, yeah, I I loved it. It was. Um, it's really good. Like I think it was, was it four years? Oh no, four or five years. I think. Well, uh, I did. We like, did it. That gig was probably about ten years ago. To be fair with you, I'm not too sure. I probably weren't in the band, you know. Yeah, that was probably uh, that was probably Fletcher. It was the like, previous bass player. I remember the day he left because of uh, like they used to always do their um, band meetings every Sunday down the Essex Arms. Um, <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, we'd just be there at the bar, just like, you know, drunk. And I remember that talking to this guy with long hair who turned out to be Matt Hookins. And he went, and I went, how you doing, mate? He's like, I'm doing pretty shit, actually. My, ba- my bass is just fucking left, isn't he? <laughs> I was all pissed off. And they're like, sorry about that. Uh, he went, you can find another one, you'll be all right. And obviously, you walked into the mix, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you fucking Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, that was a. It was a funny one, so it was me. I joined. Um, uh, uh, Harry, you know Harry, didn't you? Yeah, Harry Daisy. So we, he'd been, he hadn't been drumming that long either, or in like bands particularly. Hmm. Um, and then also um, Aaron Byford had joined. It was just really like it was like a lot at once. But it was cool, like it sort of like congealed into like a thing that sounded good, hmm. thankfully, or sounded all right. I don't know, yeah, but yeah, man, it was um, yeah, it was cool. I mean, we used, we used to be down. The it's used to be three nights a week, which like it was, it was a lot. But it, it 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 sort of drilled it into us. If you had like sets or anything, kind of like a gig or something, yeah, everything would always be like military precision tight, you know. Mm. Um, so I think well, like, we had there was a there was a point. I think most bands do it when you first start, and you, you just gig like mad, 
Yeah. Just like, we'll just get gigs. Which is like, and it's, it, it's sort of like, it's good because it gets you out there and it gets you used to the whole thing a bit. I think it's the whole the first year, really, isn't it? Like, even for me, like, I, I always, like, you know, uh, managed to just get keep getting booked and I was there, like, thinking, how the fuck are these people who even heard who I am, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's mad. It's, 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 it's a cool thing to do. And it's just like they're a lot of they gigs anyway. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you go back, you play have a few beers, like you have a night out or something. So it's just a good laugh. Um, <laughs> we, we, we used to play, we had, it was it was like a fucking residency or something. We used to play this place in Camden called the Purple Turtle. Oh, yeah. Which, which sadly, uh, it's still there, but it's under a different name now. I think it's called the Crandall. But back in the back in the day, it was like it was such a good venue for like rock music and like live bands, like DJ sets, etc. After um, just a really cool place. We played. I, I I can't tell you how many times we played there, but it was like it was always a a, a really good night. Like the nights after, it's just it was just great. Yeah. Um, just that, just that for me for gigging. It, like even if it's not a particularly like important gig as such, like it's still just that was the fun of it for me. You yeah. know. Going out and having a laugh, um, and we had, like we had opportunity. Like we had a couple of times we got asked to do like like, like gigs that were like really like yeah, they were really good. I remember once we did a um, we got asked to go on tour through somebody we knew. Do you remember the view? Yeah, yeah, same jeans. We, we did like, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like when I because I'm I'm a bit younger than like most of them guys, and I didn't even know who they were. Yeah. That sounds really bad, um, but it was, yeah, that was pretty cool. So we got to go on like a, they just released a new album, and we did like two dates of their tour. So we did what was it? The, fir- the first gig was at Electric Ballroom in Camden. Mm. That was cool. That was like the big. I think that was a, easily it was easily the biggest venue we played at that point. Yeah. So we were like shit in our pants, <laughs> big time, um, really cacking it. And that, but it was, it was a, that was a really that was a good night. And then we did the. The second night was up at, um, we, we literally finished the gig, drove straight to Portsmouth. And we played a place there called The Wedge Rooms, um, which is really cool. That's a really cool venue. Mm. Just like a big open space. But I always find it all, actually. You, whenever you go outside of London, I don't know why the vibe just seems to be a lot better. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's just where London is so, you like, you're spoiled for choice in London. Like, if you go out like Camden High Street on a, on a night out, there's there's a there's a million bands playing, which is which is really good. It's yeah. hard if you're like a band that gets trying to get noticed amongst that that sea of people to try and do anything. Where it's like, that's it. The, one of the best gigs you ever played. We played a, we played a working man's club in Rotherham. Mm-hmm. Some so our mate got this this random gig, and I was like, it's it's, it's a working man's club, which was just an odd thing in the first place. <laughs> yeah. And it was in Rotherham, which was even weirder. So we we packed our gear up, drove up there. And we walked, man, we walked into this, this this club and it was just like big middle-aged northern geezers with tattoos and gold chains. It was the most frightening atmosphere I've ever walked into. Yeah. We were all wearing, we were wearing like Cuban eels and Matt's got on like his silver his silver boots. I thought he was yeah. going to get beat up. I thought he was going to kill us. Um, yeah, that was, that was mad. When we turned up a bit late as well on the way up there. Yeah, um, our mate was driving the van. And he, for some reason, just didn't put petrol in the car or, <laughs> di- or diesel when this van we died. Yeah. And we was only about, he's probably about 20 minutes in a motor from, from the venue. And the car just started going. And somebody just shouted, pull off like the road. 
and he literally just about managed to pull off into like a lay-by <laughs> and then the car, then the van just conked out. So we were, we were stuck there. I think Matt and Ari had to get a cab to a petrol station to fill out with diesel to then bring it back to fill up. And hopefully, like luckily it started. Like the, end, like the thing hadn't flooded. Yeah. Um, they, they stunk the diesel for like two days. <laughs> we got to, we finally got to this venue and they just weren't happy about it at all. It was just like, you're late, blah, blah, blah. But I think I was asking for like reverb and stuff and they was like, no, don't get any. It was really odd. We, we ended up playing it later and it was great. It was rammed. Yeah. And I think up there, like every, I think it's probably more so the music people like, you know, like rock and that sort of stuff. Mm. It just, it was really good. Um, and drinks were, a pint was like one pound in there. <laughs> so that, better. So that was the best bit of that. We, we went out afterwards in like Leeds and that was really, that was fucking such a funny night. It's just so, it was just so cheap. It was like incredible. Like compared to London. Hmm. It's fucking mad. Yeah, that, we that used to pay about like, four pound fifty a beer now, isn't it? So it's just like you know when you hear so like when you hear like you know that's a pound like beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, we it's like excuse me. Yeah, we'll have yeah we'll have that twice, please, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, that was mad. That was it was like it was like a fun gig. That was that was really that was fucking great. So the the angry yeah. bikers like ended up like, like loving you guys in the end, didn't you? Yeah, in the end, everyone was sweet. We yeah. was like chatting to people really good. Like, we didn't I didn't know at the time. It was like we—it was a—we was just so we were supporting a band, but we didn't know they were. It was a—it um, was a Sherlock's. Okay. But I think now like kicked on quite a lot. Um, that was pretty mad. Just just randomly play with them, and they now do sort of like I think I like sort of like. So it's quite like Arctic Monkeys, I guess, like yeah. Moddy, that kind of a deal. Um, but I think they do pretty well now, which is pretty cool. But I think um, in terms like the, the best thing we ever done was. Um, Coco up in Camden. Oh, that yeah. was really cool. That was that was mad. Just because, just because it was like a thing where you, you, we probably we played Camden so much, you'd see it all the time. It's like oh, I wish we could play in there. Hmm. That'd be awesome. It was it we supported. We are scientists. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, that was fucking mad. It was just 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 the size of the room. Hmm. And it, this 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 was after the Electric Ballroom. Um. But it was just bonkers. You realise as well that like, I had much better, like even like the sand, or even in sand check. Like there was people like, open this load in, and like the sand so much better. Yeah. You got like three, you got like three monitors each. Like, it's fucking mental. It just sounds mega as well. You can hear it like coming back. And that, uh, yeah, that was amazing. I mean, that was that was like the eye point for me of that whole experience. I guess. Yeah. Just just to say, like you've, you've even played there, like it's mad. You know. Um, yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, really, really fun, man. Like, uh, <laughs> so, how many years do you reckon you've been doing it for? Was it you'd say what, it was about like seven, five years or something? Wasn't it? Uh, probably. I, don't know, I joined in two thousand twelve. Left about probably about five years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ACH, and it was it when it like it ain't, that's not a thing anymore. Like the like, whole band, it was never like a. It wasn't like a fallout thing. It was just they just didn't really. People do other stuff, didn't they? And it's yeah. just all, sometimes things just come to an end. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't regret many of it. It was just just a good laugh, yeah. really good fun. Like obviously, um, me and you, we we played a gig together. You remember the Flag Factory Festival? You brought this up to me yesterday. I think it was. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. That was such. That was a great day, man. Man, I was sitting there going like. I saw myself on the bill first, and I was thinking, okay, cool. You know, I'm actually like opening up on the 
Saturday or something. I was thinking, sweet, you know, that, that's, that's awesome. And apparently, like, Sam somehow convinced Ollie it was a good idea to put me on before you guys, or uh, <laughs> I think it was, on the Saturday. Oh, mate, mate, honestly, we, you, you, I remember we was like, we was getting ready, and you, and you played. Yeah. And we was like, how, how are we going to follow this? It was going up. <laughs> Yeah. We're like we're, this. Is, it was like we're not we're not going to get anywhere near this. This yeah. is ridiculous. People were like birds were throwing their knickers at you. It's fucking mad. <laughs> it's going off, mate. We've like we can't fight this. Man, it was, it was so surreal because I was just sitting there going like, I come joint like with all these people on this festival or whatever. And I think the amount of times I fucked up on the guitar and things like that. But you know, at the end of the day, if you keep singing, no one's going to realise. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just kept like, you know, uh, it just seemed like, to me, it seemed like deep down it was a disaster. But like, when you heard the people's reaction, it was there, like, well, I aced that, <laughs> apparently. It's always hard, isn't it? You're, you're always your own worst quick, Week, you're always your own worst critic, aren't you? After mm. a gig or something, like even if even like I've done it, like you might hit like one bum note or something that no one's going to notice. Yeah, but I'll feel terrible the rest of the night. Cause it's like oh, suddenly that for me that's a bad gig. Mm. I can't enjoy it. It's yeah, it's weird. But uh, yeah, that, that yeah that day, man, that was that was great. Because I remember he did one. I think it was the previous year he did it at the was it like the horse and groom or something. I think it was. Yeah. It. yeah. That was, it. that was the first one. And then mm. that, that year, though, for me, that was like... That was at the White Horse, wasn't it? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it was, yeah. I, I, I just remember That's how I even got onto it, because, like... Ollie wanted like more bands on it, of course. So he uh, put up a little poster saying like to apply for the festival, and then obviously at the time that was just when I was starting doing like these stupid gigs, which you know it started off as a dare, and then it ended up being quite a serious thing. So I was like, oh fuck, you know, I've got I've got to do this now. Um, and then like um, it just ended up with like uh, Sam basically tagging me and saying Matt has some hammer, and I want to see your Disney tour on here. I was thinking, but he's asked for like original music, and my stuff ain't original. This is the problem, you know. And then. I end up going against like um, like a metal band called like in the end called like um, We Stand Tall, Killing Jimmy, who I met in the the previous heat with me, and um, oh, I can't remember the other band, but um, yeah, there was four of us anyway. And I remember like you know um, it was just the most weirdest that night ever because obviously you had like the metal band, a punk band. Uh, like an indie band, and then you know me playing stupid Disney songs and people blowing bubbles. It was just there, like a, uh, you know, it, it was. I had the bubble machine. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a bubble machine. Spent twenty yeah. quid on that. <laughs> <laughs> Work, mate. Yeah. Went off. I remember that final. We we absolutely rammed that the the CX bar out. Like if you ever. People who've never been to the CX bar, it's like a room where you could probably fit about like a hundred people in max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like most, isn't it? That's if it's mm. like, like rat Yeah, and like, like I've just been so grateful for like you know everyone who's just kind of turned up to any of my gigs really and things like that. But um, like um, so yeah, we played we played that one. I'm pretty sure I might have played down O'Neill's with you once supporting you. Um, uh, and I, I have played with a lot of like electric like um, electric child house gigs I keep trying to convince Matt to do uh, Dream On by Aerosmith he went he keeps going yeah I'm tempted Matt you know I really do like that song yeah but, um, but he's he's never done it the bastard um, <laughs> so. oh yeah we'll go on to him about that we'll yeah. start a campaign we'll start a petition well, yeah man I mean 
I, I just had like the sea acts as well, man. Like how many nights down there? Not even playing, just like nights out, like yeah. with it, like flag, like Ollie used to the flag factory, didn't he? Yeah, like down there all the time, like all that sort of stuff. There's like a little like, hub for everyone. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame. Not not. I mean, I, I'm not sort of. I don't live around. I don't be drinking. Ever. If there's like a like a like a, a band night or something, hmm. I'd always like I'd be down there. But just, I don't know, and obviously with all this recently, like you can't do like anything. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It didn't seem. It seems to be not as lively down there. I don't mm. know if that's right. I think if you get a band like obviously like yourselves uh, or like um, SOE. Well, you got definitely guitar pop now. So someone like yeah. that, that 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 could you know ram out that place. But when it when it comes to live music these days, it's not really you know the thing that people pick up on really in Essex anymore. Well, not not in Brentwood anyway. Yeah. Um, you like, um, like guitar music in general, wouldn't it? I think mm. it's just not a, it's not as big a deal anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, that's the big like. That was a shame about like down the white room, like the like rehearsal studios. I remember there was like a point. In about I don't know 2014, 15 maybe, and there was like state, it was like through states of motion, um, tomorrow men, the Bracknell. There was like there's like, there like another like just so many creative people and bands and people who were like genuinely really talented guys. Hmm. It was just amazing what they did, and it's, it's just baffling looking back now. And you think how did not how did none of them crack it? Hmm. And I think or, or like go like. You know, smash this, you know, break that, but like, break the ceiling sort of thing. Yeah. And I think as well, a lot of it was to do with, even though everyone tried hard, I think it was such an annoying, it was an annoying time for that because guitar music was sort of dying out of like the, the popular sort of like the realm of interest for the general public. Hmm. Like radio stations, it was going more to like Radio 1 and stuff. It was yeah, all like predominantly, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it, it was like EDM, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's it's a shame. So, uh, States of Motion, for example, like we're an amazing band. Hmm. It, it, it is baffling, but I think that that's probably quite a big factor in a lot a lot of the bands I've known who are really good. Yeah, yeah the Queensbridge, do you remember them? Oh mate, they were that that guy, the, the, the lead singer, the one with that like, really long hair, and he looked about yeah. twelve, and he was just the most talented singer I think you yeah, know, you could yeah, probably yeah. like ever meet, and like he, he just. Just seemed like you know he was just one of the nicest guys ever. He, he was really shy as well deep down, weren't he? Like you know he he was one yeah, to barely even right. talk. But you know, uh, but I remember like you know I think I was like supporting them or like headlining above them, thinking why the fuck am I supporting them? Why the why are they supporting <laughs> me or whatever? They were just, like Kings of Leon, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, he had like amazing. that voice and just when it came out, you're know, like, where the fuck is this guy? He's tiny, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's mad. Yeah. He's like Jim Morrison or something, weren't he? Yeah, fucking insane. Yeah, man. Like, do people like? I know, like, um, like George from that band that plays with Ollie and Def Guitar Bob, mm-hmm. who is one of the most ridiculous guitarists I've ever met in my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just mad. I think that that is what it just came down to. I think just whereas, like, say, like two thousand to like two thousand ten, in like indie, didn't you? You had like a lot of like I don't know, mm-hmm. whether it's like the Wombats or something like that, like that kind of era. Um, like libertines, that kind of thing. It was like a very like distinctive sound. Yeah. I think as soon as that sort of went, I don't know. Yeah, it just it's just never. Come. It's it, it's still like a massive audience out there for rock music, mm. but just not not as much as there were. It's more like, more of like a niche thing there, yeah. like a subculture, as opposed to being like a dominating sort of force in music. Mm. Um, which is a shame, but you know, what about the, um, 
Do you remember the Broken Chords as well? Yeah, yeah, they were great. Right. He had he had quite a bit of a Freddie Mercury vibe about him, the uh, lead singer of that. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> and I remember like meeting him like um so I think I think um he was at Download one year and I I don't know if I was where I was at. But I remember playing a gig and obviously I think I was supporting them. And I, like, when I met him, like, you know, uh, another, another gig where we weren't even playing, I was like, oh, yeah, we support you, I supported you. And he was like, oh, cool, of course, I can't forget that face and that beautiful beard. I was like, oh, you little... <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, it was just so oh, funny, nice. man. Like, you know, um, I want to say I was in the golden era of, uh, <laughs> you know, flag factory uh, artists, but I don't know if I can say that. Because you even played um, Brentwood Festival. And if I, Matt, Matt always, like, said it was shit, um... Um, I think he did anyway in the nicest way possible <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was a funny one you know like I, as, as like a day it was, it was great and like the mm. event I think it was more so just sort of how like, like um, they sort of tried to like, handle bands who weren't necessarily as like that important yeah don't get me wrong like you can like you're always going to get stuff like you're on late or something's gone wrong which is that's just like that's understandable you know that's, that's just part and parcel of the gigging mm. I think it was just like over the I don't know, just things like, oh no, you're on this stage or that stage, and like, not least, not you trying to be divas or anything, but it's like, mm. you sort of, you've prepared in your head for an idea and how to like set out and do the, you know, present yourselves and all the rest of it to do with, you know, it's all like fairly well, you, you've got, there's, there's a, there's an image you're trying to go for, I guess. Yeah. And when it all just gets all like, fucked up, take from under your feet at the last minute, something you prepared for, if, you know, for a good few months. I mean, Brentwood Festival's like, as, as, a, as a band, you know, is like a relative, who's it was, it was an unknown. It's a really good opportunity to, you know, mm. get heard by a lot of people, you know, it's a pretty big event. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the days I always enjoyed, even the gigs really, I, I quite liked. But yeah, yeah they weren't, they, I, I think just one of them things of like mismanagement maybe at times. Yeah. Days, part and parcel. Yeah, the days, oh, I fucking loved it though, just go out there, get pissed all day. Yeah. It's sunny. Like, Good laugh, man. I remember they had some big old acts there as well. Yeah, like because I think I think what the thing was is basically with yourselves. Like, if I can remember, you uh, one of you had like, I think it was Matt. He had uh, amplifier issues. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was complaining to the people. They just weren't doing anything about it. So he was there, like you know, I'll oh, fight this festival. Or whatever. Um, yeah, but you know they had like you know people like Tony Adley, bloody <laughs> ABC. Yeah, man. I think it was, I think UB Forty was there one year yeah. we played. Bootleg Beatles as well. They were like massive. They're like, like they're like probably one of the best Beatles covers acts yeah. on earth. They even look like them. It's actually <laughs> it's frightening. The guy looks like John Lennon. The guy he's John Lennon. Yeah, he's. I'm, I'm convinced of it. He, he looks he like it's, it's frightening, man. Yeah, I had some. It's like a local sort of thing. It's it's really it's, it's great. Mm. I'm not sure I can go in now. I know, but I think I'm pretty sure the Brentwood Centre's shut. Yeah, it got cancelled because uh, it was a Vogue festival, and I think they just kind of like you know gave up after like a year. So they got like you know a really big one. They had like Clean Bandit and Jesse J for Christ's sake. So uh, yeah, that's mad <laughs> for like a local music festival. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, yeah, like, fucking crazy. That was the good thing about the Flag Factory Festival. Like you know, it got local acts on. You didn't have yeah, to be famous, yeah, and like you know, at the end of the day, whatever will happen, someone would come and see you regardless. It was like yeah, yeah. twenty pound for like you know a weekend ticket, and you know, um, 
Yeah, like literally, like, I had the time of my life, and I got invited back to play like the second year, uh, third year actually it would have been, uh, but it got cancelled. Um, don't really know why, uh, but um, I think people were worried oh, about getting that, paid yeah. or something like that. And uh, Ollie was there, like, well, you got to make your money by selling your wristbands, and yeah, it yeah. just kind of seemed like a bit of a clusterfuck, really. <laughs> yeah, I think it's always awkward, anything like that, especially if you just like you or like a couple of people doing it. And it, mm. it was a big, you know, a, even if it's just a day or two, it's, it's still a big thing to organise, isn't it? Mm. It's very easy for it to just go fucking yeah. pear-shaped. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, they were, they were, they were great days, eh? Oh, I just like, really enjoyed it all. Mm. Yeah, man, it's... I just, I just feel... We were saying this the other day, actually. Um, how, like, lucky we are to, to know so many people who are, like, creative. Mm. I don't know, it's just mad. Like, even... Like, even like down the white rooms, even though it was like obviously it was a music, it was like a band, like music rehearsal studio. Mm. You'd have like people down there, like another guy we know really, or Jeremy Walker, photographer, like really lovely. Mm. He's like an amazing photographer, and he's like one of Mark's good mates. But he ended up doing like working with all of us basically. And he's just got like he's one. He's like he's amazing at what he does, and I've just I've never met anyone who thinks like Jill, like mm. outside, like as in like an outside the box sort of deal. Just like it's just like a weird sort of the weird. It was like a really amazing creative hub. You just met so many people and bands, and you know, just mad. And ultimately, you all become mates for life through it. You know, yeah, man. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah, just doing all that sort of stuff together. Yeah, no, so it was a good. It was a good time to be in a band. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Did Jeremy well. um, do the uh, what's it the documentary series on the White Rose as well? Oh yeah, the unsung. Yeah, he filmed it. What he filmed at that festival, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, funny man. video where I come on. You know, literally, I'm just there like long hair. My face is more chubby. I don't really look good <laughs> at all. But uh, I think I, I think I can pull off this look now. You know how I look now compared to like how I did back then. Uh, but it's just funny when I come on the screen. You've always pulled it off, mate. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The long ginger curls for the girls, you know, but. Uh... <laughs> But, yeah. I do remember that bit, yeah. Uh, that, it, wasn't, it wasn't like he was nervous. So I think he just caught you a bit off guard. Yeah. Maybe the interview. He was like, hi, I'm the, I'm the Disney guy. Yeah. <laughs> he came up to me and said like, oh yeah, uh, this guy's won the thing. And I'm sitting there going, I didn't win, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we were all winners technically because uh, otherwise I didn't want like you know people from killing you go what the fuck why are you trying to say you won that damn thing I think I didn't I swear <laughs> but, yeah honestly yeah yeah man it, 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 I was trying to think how many I'm not, I'm not really sure what happened with that I think he, it was about I think it's on YouTube actually it was like it three is, yeah. I think it was like two or, it's two or three episodes I think it was about six um, there probably was more yeah actually hmm. they were like oh yeah it was interesting another one another band I've completely missed with the victories it were amazing. Mate, Chris, you know, another la- absolute lad. I love Chris. Oh, well, Chris, yeah. I loved all three of them. Aaron, Aaron, and... <laughs> I mean... Oh, the name. I'm trying to think of the guys. This is terrible. I forgot his name. Not forget. I, I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, the one with all bass the... Bass player. The bass player was Aaron, wasn't it? He's a drummer, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he was. I think it might be Aaron, back called yeah, Aaron. Aaron right? Yeah, it was Aaron on drums. I can't believe I forgot his name. I know him... I know him quite well there was a but sad no, story mate, about yeah, but... um, the drummer Aaron because he um, didn't he like lose like part of his hearing or something so that's why he had to quit drumming or something yeah because like, it was weird so I remember that they was down there like I don't know why just seemed like every week hmm. and he just he just, he just left um, just, just a bit of a weird one really just hmm. out of nowhere um, it must have been something like that yeah I'm not really too sure but yes yeah, sad 
bless them, they got Laura on drums, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, it was previously in Scarlet Echo. Yeah. As far as I know. Which is pretty, it's all like very incestuous, all this. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's, everyone's being like someone else's band at some point. It's all like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's strange. Something. Yeah, man, the big trees were great. Like, Chris, like Chris all, for one, they're all like lovely guys. Yeah. But um, the music was amazing. Chris Marsh is one. He's one of them people you would say, oh, do you fan, you know, do you want to come down to blah, 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 or whatever? He went, yeah, right. He, 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 you know, without hesitation, he will be there. Like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, him and his missus get on really well, my brother and his and his, his missus. So it's, it's quite funny, like, where you're just kind of at a party, you just see Chris say, hey, you right, mate? How you doing? He's like, yeah, not too bad, mate. You, <laughs> you just get talking, like, you know. Uh, I, I just, because of, um, what's that song he does? Is it Conquistador, isn't it? And that's like yeah, a yeah. proper like hair metal kind of like song in it, like it literally like it just gets into it. There, it's like, like there's yeah, that Scott video Man. on YouTube yeah. where it's like from the broom closet or something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, Reese's place. Yeah. yeah. Oh mate, and you just watch that video and you just see them just absolutely going for it, like literally, like oh, you know, at the end of uh, you know, Chris had like you know a man bun at the end, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, uh, you know, hey, um, mate, he was a, that, 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 I mean, that festival man. He was he was a cool looking cunt. Yeah, <laughs> top boy. <laughs> like, yeah. and then uh, I, I want to say like his name was either Alex or something like that. The the, the bassist, he he was looking quite homeless at the time, and his hair's just going everywhere as well, and his like notes are just going <laughs> like on his hair. Yeah, man. Like, when he played a bass, I've never seen anyone play or anything like it. He used to like just jump around and go mental. I've never. It's actually mad. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just being insane. Just like you know. It's like you said, like just all these people that you know, you're, you're all good friends now. About you know, like <laughs> one day we'll have to do like you know the uh, the reunion gig, like a massive round table or something. Yeah, the biggest table you can find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, mate, that'd be that'd be wicked actually to get everyone. That's a great idea. Yeah. Trying to do like a little mini festival, just get everyone. Like the problem is, you have like a revolving cast of people. Mm. It's all the band. You'll be like just taking two people off, bringing two people on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, that's the good thing, you can do double duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, you'd be there for like four hours. Right, you you'd be there constantly non stop, you know, you know, being in there uh, what's it, Electric Child House and also um Bracknell. Well you uh, you helped out with them for a bit, I think but... Yeah, well I'm I'm sort of, well, I'm pretty much in that there. Yeah. So I'm uh, the bass player in there. Um which is really um, that's really cool. Hmm. I didn't when I left DCH it was it's weird, I wasn't I didn't dislike playing or anything. I don't know, it's one of them things... I didn't even lose interest, necessarily. I just kind of didn't fancy it for a while. Um, probably for about three years. I didn't really, I didn't really play my bass at all. And then, just sort of got back into it. They asked me. It just sort of like reignited that hmm. took passion for it again. Yeah, man, I love it. It's really cool. It does happen, it's, like, it's not... when you just lose, like, the passion all of a sudden. Like, you remember that, that stupid song I wrote called Night Elf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that once was requested like seven times in one night, and in the end, I was like, oh, fuck this song, I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, you, do, you write a tune, you'd be like, oh, this is this is great. Hmm. And you, after you've played it like the eight millionth time, you're like, I never want to play that thing again. Yeah. This is shit. Like, this is awful. <laughs> I never Fair actually answer. asked Brendan B. Brown about that from Wheaters if he hates Teenage Dirtbag, but I'm guessing he doesn't because like, he's re recorded it again this year, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's mad. That's mad. You got him on it, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 
it was uh, yeah, one time we all like loads of us from Brentwood just went to Chinneries and just kind of took over that gig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that the first ever album that was ever bought for me was that Wheatus album. So I just kind of you know when you when you're a you know an eight year old kid and you listen to you know words like you know uh, Dick he brings a gun to school he could simply kick my ass if he knew the truth and you're thinking these are bad <laughs> words this is amazing I love this <laughs> you can't just like spam that album and yeah. Take off your pants and jacket. That song, "Happy Holidays," you bastard. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah, no, no, my grandpa's yeah, seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 class, man. That's a good album. It's funny, yeah. I definitely I was more into like when I was young. Probably I still love them bands. Like I listen to like I listen to like American Idiot hmm. still every now and then. Like, but I think I, I don't know. I've started out on that, and I think the the, the, the first band I was it was like really. Like couldn't stop listening to into like absolutely sort of like involved with it all. It was probably read up Chili Peppers. Hmm. Just as well, I played bass and you have like Flea, and he's like just quite like crazy famous for that. Hmm. Just the music as well, I really enjoyed. Um, just like yeah, like so many other albums, like Californication, yeah, tunes like they just made a big impact. I guess on like how I, what I like to play and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, then probably after that, then it was just it just opened up like uh, you know, just you used to that thing, just constantly trying to find new bands, hmm. and like it's almost that thing. Not you, you never exhaust it, but like um, now, these days, I'm like trying to find more new bands or like bands that are like been out for a while, ain't that well known? Yeah, just because especially, especially with rock, I think nowadays it's not sort of like giving you a plate like it used to be. Hmm. Like they're not going to play like the, the the best new band on like. Yeah. They'd, they'd all just come up to me and they'd be like, 
just like, yeah, I just, I just, I just shit faced. And they're like, they're better now. I'm, uh, I'm glad to say, yeah. everyone's a bit more, everyone's a bit more professional about the old situation. <laughs> He's always uh, a joy to see every time. Like, even like you say, always time to say hello to him. He's like, he's a, he's a good lad. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's uh, he's cracking, Jack. Hmm. He's a uh, very, very, yeah, great fella. Really good singer. Hmm. Really good singer. Great voice. Who's actually the lineup right, yeah. now in the uh, band? Sorry, if I say that again. Who's, who's actually the lineup in the band now? Because uh, obviously, I think uh, Harry's gone over to them. You have Jack. Is, is Luke still there? Um, no, Luke. Luke. So Luke. Like, fair, like, yeah, he had a, he had a baby, oh, so really? like, so I'd do both things. Um, so he he he, he left. Um, so it's, yeah, so I'm I went and bowling up one of the base. So it's, it's now Jack, me, Harry, and uh, Dan yep. on drums. He's been there for ages. There used to be as well where uh, Jim Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was all. He, mate, he's, su- he's such a lovely guy. Another one um, lost his hearing, but you know, through through drumming. Man, that's such a oh, sad yeah. story. The, that was awful. That mm. was bad, man. Like I think he his eardrum just like perforated. Mm. Just fucking wrist chair. Just really shit things happen to you if you if you play music. Yeah. You know. Really really bad. But yeah, that's that's the um the current lineup so far. Mm. And then we were gonna do some gigs but then this happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know things happen. It's just yeah. It's a, it's a nine definitely if you for everyone. But if you know if you like going to gigs and going out, that sort of stuff, it's just yeah. been it's been hard. Right. Just for like the sort of like media, I mean, you enjoy, I guess, and going out and seeing like bands live or any you know anything like that. Even going to a pub and it just in general. Yeah, it's just it's, just, it's very strange. I do miss gigging, like you know, <laughs> just kind of like because whatever happened, like you you know because. Like I said earlier on, you would have people to see you, and obviously, it mostly would be your mates. Uh, so it's the nice thing yeah, about yeah, it. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. get to see everyone, you get to make a fall out of yourself, and sometimes, if you're lucky, you get paid. You know, I always yeah. get really like overwhelmed when someone gives me like you know a um, uh, like an envelope with cash in them. They're like, I don't think I deserve that personally. You know, uh, considering Walt Disney might sue my ass one day. You know, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, it's mad, isn't it? I, I think. Yeah, I, 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 haven't, I haven't gigged. I've not gigged the Bracknell yet, so I've not I've not gigged in, in like four years now, yeah. which is weird. Like, considering like we used to do it like same as you, like we do it like nearly every month or yeah. like, like well like at the, at the start of it, it was like nearly like every couple of weeks you have a gig. Hmm. Um, but I definitely like there's nothing better, not in like a big headed way, but just in like a, I don't know like you, you, you like the adrenaline and endorphins are going. But when when you when you are playing a gig, and especially if, if you if you have a, if you have a good one, yeah. When you step off, finally, you know, like finish your last song, you come off, have a beer, and you're like, "Cool, I feel really good about this. I mm. feel like, I feel great. You just feel like invincible. It's, yeah. uh, for me, like there's no better feeling than that. Do you, it's do just you, great. Do you get overwhelmed when people come up to you and say, "Oh, yeah, I mean, like you know, you know, when you've been in bands in the past, and I'm like your biggest fans or whatever. You know, I'm a fan of your band or whatever." Because personally, I hate it when people come up to me and start saying, "Oh, I love your your stuff. You you're, you're absolutely amazing." And like, technically, I should be like really happy about the fact that I've just made someone's night away. But when someone says I'm actually a fan of yours, and they're like, "Fuck, you can get better bands," and I tell you, you know, like, <laughs> oh mate, yeah, like, I, I I really don't take. You know, I'm quite quiet. Like, I'm fairly quiet anyway. I don't really take. I not like not. I'm, I want to go. Oh, I'm really, really 
privileged. But like, I, I, I don't deal with that sort of stuff well. Hmm. And it, again, it's got, like, I, I re- I, it's, it's awesome that people come up and say, like, if they say to you, oh, you, you like, I don't know, you, you're good at bass or something. But like, I don't think, I know I'm not that good a bass player. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I sort of, like, wing it. I get by on what I can do. Yeah. To, like, I don't know, like, yeah, it's, it's weird though, yeah, I just, I don't really deal with it well when people like, or even like a good gig, which is handy being a bass player because not many people say it to you anyway, so, uh, <laughs> don't get to see much of that. So I was singers, man, which I'm quite happy to, like, I remember after that gig in Portsmouth actually with ECH, as, as, as soon as we came off, I noticed Matt went to go get a drink at the bar and he just got like, like 10, 15 people, like, brand new, like, I was like, I couldn't think of anything worse, like, personally. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy just to go up there, play, come off and chill out afterwards, just have, 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 have like, a good night. Yeah. Were you, were you yeah, like, you know, like, fake fuck, I'm the bass player, not the lead singer? <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, man. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I just think, like, you know, it's... All of it's been like a, you know wild ride. Like obviously, uh, you obviously helped down uh, the white rooms as well, so you get to see like you know up and coming bands. Well, you think you you know uh, before this all kicked off anyway, you did, and then uh, yeah, like uh, and then in your own time, I believe that you are actually a massive history nerd. Is that correct? I am a massive history nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, I, I love it. Ever since I was a kid, I just I I started read a lot and stuff. I just found. I, yeah, I just find it. I just find it. I can't explain it. I just find it incredibly interesting. Mate, I know you feel. I sit there, you know, all the time. You know, uh, I, I'll just be like, you know, thinking. I'll just see something about the Holocaust, and I don't know why. I'm always like, kind of brought into it. I'm sitting there. Yeah. Cause I'm just kind of thinking, why did this happen? You know, that's that's. Yeah. And like the fact of the matter is, I'm still sitting here today after watching countless of bloody documentaries about it. I'm still like clueless to even why something that bad yeah. even happened you know it's it's mental so when it comes to history yeah 100% agree like yeah what, what what's your kind of like your uh, your go to like history subjects uh, I really like sort of like World War 2 stuff definitely yeah. I mean that's pretty standard like World, like World Wars I find interesting I quite like not like, 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 like political history but in terms of like I don't know, like maybe like the scenario when like a war, or a war started, or it gets to that point. I mean, they have like even like like so I guess the dark side of history, so something like something like the Holocaust, you know. And it's it's mad because say for me, even, even after you do watch so much stuff, you, you're never gonna be able to get in that frame of mind with why we understand why that happened. Hmm. And I think that's another like, important thing with history is that it is the study of like it's that thing of you know it, like. We, we, we're doomed to repeat mistakes which is frightening yeah. but that's the thing I think history by learning about history and you can avoid you know you can do your best to like to help avoid these things um, which is a bit deep I don't know reading a book about World War 2 or something mm. but it's you know it's true I think but I, I just I just love like um, I'll remember like completely useless information oh yeah I don't know something like what colour was on a certain motor pl- like, like aeroplane or something in World War Two on a Spitfire? But if you ask me something that I need to know, dang there, mate, it's gone. Yeah. But I, 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 so I can tell you some stupid fact, you know, and that that will stay out there. But nothing, something like I don't know, my car keys, not a clue. Yeah. <laughs> 
I always remember doing a pub quiz and um, it's like you say about like just pointless things, like pointless facts, you know, that you remember. And I remember like the, the question was like, who cheated on who wants to be a millionaire? And I was the only one that damn pub to get that question right. I just went to my mate, write down Major Charles Ingram. Come up. And the answer is Major <laughs> Charles Ingram. And then I was sitting like, like, how do you remember? I was like, I don't know. Literally. <laughs> it's impressive. I love that moment, though, because like, I'm probably the only person, even though it's like such an obscure, weird question, it's like I'm probably the only person in this pub who knows that. Yeah. And it means fuck all, but ultimately, it's just, I don't know, it's, just, it's just a bad thing to have in your locker, isn't it? It was the thing, because like, well, you always came last regardless, and like, we'd always get like all the easy questions wrong, <laughs> but we'd just get all the pointless questions that like nobody knew about right for some reason. Um, yeah. And, like, yeah, it was just, they're like, I even got the Dixie Chicks right for once, and I was I was there like the only person at that pub again. And um, you remember uh, Little Hatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was the um, the question was about musical bands with like birds in the title, whatever. So I said, you know, as a joke, oh Dixie Chicks or whatever. And yeah, and then my mate Calvin, yeah, put it down, might as well. You know, it turns out it was the <laughs> right answer. And Hatch is going to us all the way through. One of us, one of them might be uh, Eric Clapton and the Yardbirds. One of them might be Eric Clapton and the Yardbirds. We're like, all right, which one? Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> Answer comes up as one of them. It's Eric Clapton and the Yardbirds, and he he goes, I told you it was Eric Clapton. You said it might be. You didn't say it was. <laughs> the right answer, you bastard. But oh, uh, he was. He had a yeah. He had a point though. <laughs> if you just put it down for every answer, you'd got at least one right. Yeah, you got a point. I, I look back at it. Sorry, Hatch, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, any, I'm, something like that I'll be good with. But if they ask, if a question something like, I don't know, who was such and such as mum in Coronation Street, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> and that, that, that's a lot that's more like common knowledge, isn't it? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a, a scooby. Yeah, I think you do know the answer. Everybody knows the answer is going to be Gail Platt. Well, yeah, true. Even that, even you can't, even I can't escape. Soaps, man. Even today. Mate, it was a game changer when Sarah, you know, got older. Yeah. So, I just just remembered in my, um, in school, we had uh, in PSHG, they had like motivational posters on the wall. It's all to do with like, um, like you know, don't do drugs, blah blah blah, this that, and the other. Yeah. And the one that was like, don't do drugs, was a picture of Daniel, it was Daniela Westbrook, <laughs> in the middle of her, in the middle of her nose yeah. missing, and you said, don't do cocaine. And it's just looking back, it's just such a weird image <laughs> to use. Right. Just Daniela Westbrook with a fucking septum missing. <laughs> just on. Really fucking, yeah, really obscure. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I reckon what it is is a really uh, like a secret hack to Daniela Westbrook. I reckon that basically you can plug a USB into her, and then like data, yeah. you know, a lot of data will come out of that. You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair bit. I think she's got a new nose now. I'm pretty sure she she went and got a new nose. <laughs> for the best. I think she's got an OnlyFans now, Dan- Daniela Westbrook. I think she does, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, oh, so I think it was Big Liam was telling us, and uh, I think he might have uh, shared the pictures. And we just said, um, first of all, I think I said was who was Daniela Westbrook, and uh, Sam and uh, Liam kindly, um, you know, answered me the question who Daniela Westbrook was. Right. <laughs> 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 well, that was, that was a weird thing was that 
she was on the show before anyone in my school year would have remembered her. Hmm. So it wasn't really relevant. It wasn't like putting, I don't know, someone, I don't know, like Rana on the wall or something, somebody you would know. Yeah. It was just this random woman. Really, really fucking odd. <laughs> Damn, man, strange. Yeah. It's like, I'm 29 now and I'm sitting here like thinking, I don't even remember her, you know, so I'm just yeah, sitting there. Yeah, no, we, we, yeah, we don't know who she was. <laughs> yeah, man, I like to say that we, me and you obviously have a life, you know, compared to uh, <laughs> people. We'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the people who did know she was. It's not like she was in movies or anything, you know. But, but, uh, no, she was just in EastEnders. Yeah. She had nothing beyond that, which, yeah, really odd. They never really crack it, do they, a lot of soap stars? They really sort of break into, like... The only one I can think of who's, like, smashed it is... Is it Carly Minogue used to be in, like, Home and Away or something, or Neighbours? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she's done, she done all right for herself. Mm. Um, I think a few Hollyoaks ones have done all right for themselves, which is mind-blowing, considering, like, half the people they get in that show, you know, aren't, aren't the greatest, <laughs> but, you know, uh, bless them, but... It's... Yeah, even on, the, even on, like, the soap charts, Hollyoaks is pretty, like, low-ranking, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Considering, so I can see popular one. Yeah, the girl um, is it a Natalie Emmanuel who was in um, oh, Game of Thrones, weren't it? She was in it all the way through. Um, Shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, she was. She she was a Hollyoaks girl. I mean, when she was like a uh, on, she was a junkie with um, <laughs> with someone <laughs> in Hollyoaks. Yeah, that was that was quite fun, and she ended up stealing stuff because she wanted to get money for her junkie stuff. <laughs> no, but no, yes. That's the, even like, I remember being a kid, like you'd be sitting in the front room or saying, like your mum or that would have the soaps on. And I don't know, like it just seems stupid now. Like, I'll, I'll catch a bit of it every now and again if it's on the front room or something. And it's just stupid. Like I was saying, this was a while ago actually. It was like, and it was, I think it was like Emmerdale or something. It was like a wedding, and then there's an helicopter, and it's like barrel of exploding oil shit up in the air and blow up the helicopter. I was like, this is fucking mental. It's like diehard or something. <laughs> like this is this, ridiculous. Like yeah, I just. I can't. I just can't have them there. They just, they just don't do it for me. <laughs> really, really odd. Ca- casualty. That, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I love casualty, but you see, it, they go like the storylines always always the same. Like someone leaves the hospital, and oh, halfway back through, they'll come back in. You know, like yeah. with, like you know, excruciating stomach pain or whatever. Oh, we missed this one on the X rays. Like you must be doing a terrible job if you're missing things like this. <laughs> yeah, have you stayed open? <laughs> Uh, yeah, how are you yeah, still employed? Your, yeah, yeah. Your funding's like, yeah, fucking man. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? There's a few of them like that. Even like, I remember, like, fucking. I was a kid, my granddad used to love um, like CSI and sort of programs oh, yeah. and all that. And they were just. They were really, I don't know, you're like a kid. Some of them were like pretty depressing, some of them shows. It's like, I don't know, we've. Some have gone like on a serial killer killing like dogs or something. It's like, this is fucking grim. This is depressing. I'm like playing my Lego or something. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting me down. Go in that room, watch like Land Before Time or something. But uh, yeah, no, it's always the same sort of like, the, like always the same plot. You know, you're just getting every time. It's just like the addiction to it. It's just, it just does you. It's just, just your thing, isn't it? Yeah. You sort of catch on to something. But yeah, but I, 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 I don't even watch TV anymore. I watch like YouTube. Hmm. It's so much more easier, isn't it? Like, most of the times I just sit there on YouTube watching bloody like animated horror movies where basically people yeah. just like told their stories on Reddit and someone just turned it into like an animation and we sit there <laughs> and go like they're not that scary but they're still interesting to watch and we're like 
this is the true story that happened to me when I was when I was seventeen. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Yes, I think that's the thing. Like usually, I don't know. Even like if it was on a TV pro, like a TV show, you you wouldn't be that interested. You'd never watch it. But I don't know. I'll find myself at like two in the morning watching like Korean street food or something mental being made or something random. If it lost in this like rabbit hole yeah. of just nonsense, but it's brilliant, and you can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's fucking. Mad, and then you just watch like you know so many like talented people do stuff like the amount of times I'll just sit there and watch someone play the piano and be like man I wish I could do that but I'm not going to pay for them lessons because I can't be asked. <laughs> yeah I'm just going to sit here and watch this guy do it he's really good <laughs> yeah. I think that sometimes like, I'm, I watch somebody on bass and they'll be like really good and I'm like I could do that I could sit down and learn that but I'm not going to and there's no reason why I can't it's just it's, yeah it's fucking stupid man it's either that or you see people who are like so ridiculously good it's like I'm never going to be that good <laughs> there's no point in me trying like it's, it's ridiculous and like you, 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 people just born like it like sometimes someone like Clapton for example just you're never going to be as good as him you've, you've just got to you, you just born with it it's like a limb yeah so it's got an extra arm it just plays guitar or something it's frightening <laughs> it really is it's annoying at the same time hey <laughs> Every time you hear "What's It Wonderful Tonight," you just feel like, you know, uh, especially when you're sitting there alone listening, and thinking this is really pointless of me sitting here listening to this song alone. Considering that a song where you, you just feel like, you know, should be getting down and dirty because you got that little nice little riff going, meow, meow, you know, and you say like, <laughs> you say like, well, the only one in the bank bank in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking hell, that's mad. I remember like it was the. So, like, George, like, Queensbury's their guitarist who plays Trolley now, mm-hmm. George Brown. Like, he's incri- like, he's, he's like a prodigy. He's ridiculously good. I remember the first time, so when they first like, came down to White Room, I was, I was only, like, 16. I was even, like, year 11. Yeah. I remember Mark was like, oh, there's this band who's, like, coming down here. They're, like, they're, 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 they're actually incredible. Like, they're, they're ridiculously good. So, everyone, like, one by one of the bands, like, going in there to have a listen or something. And it'd be funny because you get like guys going in there who've been playing guitar since they were like 10 and then they're like nearly 30. And then there's a kid in there who's like 16 who just just shits all over everyone. Yeah. It's just, it's mad. But it's just mental to see. It's just it's just insane, mate. Like, it'll, it'll go away on, I don't know, it'll go, oh, I'm going to go and learn flamenco hmm. guitar, like style. Um, which is not, which is like ridiculously hard. Yeah. And he'll come back a week later and he'll, he'll, he'll have mastered it. It's just frightening. It's, it's, it's mad. But you just got to appreciate him for, for how good he is. Mate. And also, when you need a guitar solo, you've got someone to call. Yeah. <laughs> when you need like a face melt or something, just give him a bell and he'll, he'll come do one for you. Yeah, man. Love it. Fucking insane. Just trying to think if I've got anything else. No, no, <laughs> Queensbury's, they, they were, uh, like, Mark, Mark started a, uh, like, a record label, didn't he? The, what's it, the number one, what's it, label, White White Room, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, them, and I think it was SOE, were, like, the first two bands as the, kind of the, the joint, like, kind of, like, you know, um, signees, <laughs> first ones to yeah, sign. Yeah, I know what you mean, like, yeah, like, inaugural sort of artists to go on, yeah. like, I know what you mean, yeah. And then, yeah, like, I think they were the first two. Yeah, I think we did a single as well. I'm pretty sure for you it. guys did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, what's it? Uh, Soul Sucker. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that through there as well. 
Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think I think Ollie ended up doing as well the when he when he finally put the album, the States of Motion album. Hmm. I think it was underneath that sort of like umbrella of it. I think it is. Uh, I've got it. Yeah, it might be downstairs. Yeah, and that was a great album. It's it's good as well. Like, because I think where they had so much bother when they when they did like sign a deal and stuff, hmm. and it just never like sort of worked out. It was just awesome that they finally got that body of work out, and it just sounds wicked, you know. Mark is one of the most enthusiastic people I ever think I've ever met in my life. Like you know, uh, um, (laughs) I remember someone like he went, "Oh yeah, the guy's just really enthusiastic." I'm pretty sure he's on something. I asked Sam, he said like, "He he doesn't touch anything." I said like, "Fair enough then." But you know, uh, yeah, no, he don't, he don't drink, don't smoke, don't do drugs or anything. Mm. It's, it's 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 ridiculous, really. Yeah. I mean, I see him like every other day. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. He, he's mad. Like he's actually mad. Yeah. He's he's not the front ticket. But he just he just loves it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, he just fucking loves it. <laughs> like music. He, he he gets like he's he's thing rather than like drinking or or anything like that. He's he's like he's like socialising, mm. like meeting people and that sort of stuff. He just he loves it and he's he's good at it. Yeah, like I've been at things with him before. We get like some random. It's it's through like somebody we he knows. I, I went with him. It was like a, it was like a backstage party mm. uh, at Coco. We didn't just years. Ago, I was only about fourteen or something stupid. And uh, there's like, a lot of like, like like relatively fairly important people, I guess, in like terms of, like music business and stuff. Mm. And he would just talk to them. Like he wouldn't wait for somebody to like, like make it. Or you know, some sort of weird, like wait for a moment. He would just go up to someone. I remember there was a woman there. I don't know what she did. She was like she she did something fairly important. And there was like a buffet, and they had like they had like sandwiches, all the usual stuff. And at the end, they had like like sweets, like biscuits, that sort of thing. And I had like I remember there was there was a there was a, <laughs> there was a plate of biscuits. One one was like a shortbread. It was like those shortbread biscuits, and next to that was like a little pot of chocolates. And it was like fudgy, it's like a celebration kind yeah. of thing. I remember he, he picked up this woman was standing next to him, like picking up her sandwiches. And he, he put a fudge in his mouth, chewed it up, got a shortbread, took the fudge out of his mouth, wrapped it round the biscuit, <laughs> and then just shoved it in the woman's face and went, Do you want some? And she just looked at him like he just added like a dead baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but through that he got talking to her. Yeah. And came away, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Carolyn, like, oh yeah, no, you know, like what their mum and dad's called, like what car they drive." We'll come away with like more information in one conversation. Yeah, he must know. I remember when we lived in Raynham. You just you you drive like down the road with him, and he just bib everyone. He just knew everyone. Yeah, some way ever. It's frightening knowing that many people. Yeah, I don't know how he keeps up with it. Like no word of a lie, if I go anywhere sort of in, in, within that local area mm-hmm. for anything and some uh, music or something comes up yeah, I, I usually encounter someone who knows him like if I'm going to get like I don't know if I want to, I want to go buy a new door or you mentioned it to me be like oh I know him yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jang Jones yeah I went, I went I used to play football with him or something Oh, I knew his dad's like, uncle's cousin. It's like, how do you know this many people? But yeah, man, like he's just—he's—he's he's great, Mark. Though he's mm. good as gold. Like for what he sort of 
the, that community created down here with all the bands it's just immense it's pretty weird thinking that we're all such good mates and we never we probably never met each other hmm. were it not were it not for this um, he's a, it's just like, he's got that, like, that Sam Hookins kind of like you know attitude where he, you know he can just just go for it <laughs> yeah yeah there's no there's no like inhibitions in terms of like if he wants to do something he just ends up doing it yeah Sam Sam Hookins <laughs> Tugboat man I love Tugboat <laughs> I've, you'll, I've ne- you'll never meet anyone like Tugboat yeah. he's brilliant talking, <laughs> of, get, talking earlier about getting pissed before gigs Sam his comedy his stand up shows were some of the funniest nights of my life I think hmm. it was just fucking carnage <laughs> He's, 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 he's a one of a kind old Sam he is <laughs> I'm just like you know he's one of the guys you know when you're just happy to say yeah that guy's my friend you know <laughs> I remember, God, yeah. I remember once um, I put him on an email at work you know just a picture of his face and like in, in the uh, the middle of the sun um, and then so like, the amount of emails get him coming back going who the fuck is that person who brought that email <laughs> And then like, I'm just laughing my head off about it, and then Callum's like, "Why the fuck you put a picture of Sam on there?" He's like, "It's funny because <laughs> it's Sam." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, back back onto like Mark. I remember being down the uh, the white rooms once, and just hearing out like you know, I was just standing there, just you know, looking like just to not really know what's going on in the world, just as usual, and just all I hear like you know from behind me is. Is that Matt Aslam Hammond? <laughs> Turn around like, oh, hey. <laughs> then like, got talking and like, you know, he's a top lad. I've got a lot of time for him. <laughs> oh, he'll, he'll, he'll chew you off as well, Mark. Yeah. Like, you'll never have a quick conversation with him. Mate, I think we're like, we'll have to get him on this. Uh-huh. I think, I think we'll get some good stories out of him. Oh, mate, he, yeah, he, he'd be great. He, like, he can talk for hours. Once, when I was about. And like 15, we went up to see State for Motion. Mm. They, both, they were playing Liverpool. It was playing at the Cavern Club. We did up. And uh, we was, he was on the phone. He always has his headset on him. So it's like the phone. So it's like hands free. It's like the earplugs. Mm-hmm. And I remember we was in, he was on the phone for about three hours. Yeah. And it was just like somebody he sees like nearly every day. Yeah. It was. It's mad. I've never known. He just loves talking. Yeah. Fucking loves it. <laughs> So get him on here. You'll have, you'll have a treasure trove, mate. Mate, your stories for days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fucking, it's insane, man. Yeah. Absolutely fucking mad. Back to you anyway. <laughs> what are you doing these days? You know, in, in the COVID world, what have you been up these to? These days, uh, I not a lot really at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. At all. Living with Basically your missus. Before... Sorry, sorry, fella. You living with your missus? No, I'm just I'm still no, I'm, okay. just, I'm just in my gaff so I'm just around here um, yeah it's but it, it's a bit of a long one really basically before this they, or come when it when it's first what was it last last Christmas I just, I just finished I just started a diploma in counselling hmm. counselling and uh, psychotherapy um, and I just finished the first year so that was all that was just crack along well I was, I was just sort of like I was like ready to open but um business sort of thing like the practice or the rest of it then also last year in about October long story short well, since, I've, since I've been born I've had this really bod um, like an indented chest like a sunken chest mm-hmm. 
And I just thought it was a just a thing. It's just I've seen other people with a similar thing. I think it's just, yeah. that's just what I look like. I've asked doctors in the past, like, should I have it looked at? Whatever, blah blah blah. Um, and they was like, ah, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. And then October last year, I went for like I had a cough or something. And I went and they did the thing where they like put a stethoscope on your back and you know get to cough. And the doctor was like, oh my god, your chest is so weird. I was like, oh right, this is this is I've never had this reaction before from a doctor. So, so she sent me for like a couple of scans and stuff. Um, and I went back and basically my chest, the sternum like dips in. It, it was dipping in and it was like nothing, not, it wasn't like necessarily that bad. It was like pushing on my heart. Oh damn, yeah. Um, so they sent me up to St. Bart's in London to mm-hmm. see this guy called uh, Dr. Kovacar. He's a, uh, like a cardiothoracic surgeon. And I, I've never heard of this. So basically, it's a, it's a, the operation they do is they they thread like a like a metal bar behind your rib cage in one in one side and out the other. Then they flip it over, and it's like it's like braces for your chest, basically. Mm. Um, so this all happened in the space of about a week, so it all just like threw me for six a bit. So I had, I, I had the operation about a month later in six six December. Yeah. Luckily, I finished the first year, but since then. So for about four months, I just couldn't do anything. Like I was in bother, hmm. just about walk. Um, honestly, man, I can't. <laughs> it was so painful. But I sort of got, I got better. I, I sort of recovered from that, and then this happened. I think I had one night out in between that and and COVID, and I've had <laughs> and it that happened. The, the, the night I went out the day after, we went into lockdown. Yeah, like, I've not, I've done fuck all, man, for like <laughs> for like nearly a year now. Um, doing pretty shit that's insane though like how old are you I'm 25 25 so 24 years of your life doctors have just been seeing you and not said a word to you about you know what was wrong with your chest or whatever nah. and this one person nah. just go like obviously who had actually had a clue who knew what they were doing and it's gone like yeah, yeah you're fucked mate <laughs> you know that's just yeah, mind blowing went... yeah it was mad because again I've not it was like, like not all the time, but like it, whenever I did have a doctor's appointment, every, like maybe like once a year or so, I'd just say, "Is this anything to look into? Like, should I be worried about this?" Because hmm. a, lot, a lot of people do have it. It's called pectus excavatum. They have it like a, like it's like quite minor. It's just like a little dip in your chest. I know someone's um, got it. Yeah. No, have you met uh, Mike Smith before? Well, it's, it's a very common name. But <laughs> he's, yeah. well, he's blonde uh, and uh, he lives in Brentwood. Well, he used to live in Brentwood. He's got a beard. Trying to think, I'll, I'll probably know his face yeah. if I saw him at bat. I can't think that. No. Yeah, like it's I'll, other people in my family have it, but it's like it was like not as not as like excessive as my yeah. one. Um, yeah, it was just weird. They literally sent me about ten days later mm. to get a, to get like a, an echo scan. Then like a week after that, they sent me to see this guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, so we're just gonna shove a fucking metal rod through your chest. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Mate, it's mind blowing. I'm just yeah, literally I mean, mind blown about the fact that you know you obviously you've lived all this time and then like you know only one person knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane, man. I, I went to that. I went to had the operation. I went well. Um, yeah, it's cool. So I've now got this thing in my chest, and they take it out again in three years. But even like instantaneously, my chest was like they raised my chest about two inches. Mm. Um, which is just mental, just to wake up. It's only, it only takes an hour of operation as well, which I found baffling. 
yeah. sort of like Keogh surgery. Um, but yeah, man, fucking crazy. Mate, my yeah, man. like you say, like 24 years and no one ever mentioned it. Yeah. It's just insane. <laughs> man. <laughs> have you enjoyed being on here today anyway? <laughs> I have, mate. It's been wonderful. Yeah. It's, been, it's been good to uh, shoot the shit. You've absolutely smashed it as well. Like I've, I've really enjoyed hearing a, like all of them stories. I'm not going to lie. Like you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks. That's all right. What we have to do anyway? Like you said, we had to get that get that reunion going for the you know the old uh, the, the Flag Factory Glory Days Festival. <laughs> yeah, mate. Definitely, man. That's uh, you should seriously do that. That'd be yeah. awesome. We'll have a word with like Ollie and uh, try and put it together. Probably just do it down the sea axe, you know, uh, not to confuse everyone. Yeah, it's got to be in it. It can't yeah. be never. It can't be never venue, can there? Yeah, exactly. Place we play most of the time. Outside in the uh, what's it called? The little part where you buy the tickets or whatever. It'll be the uh, the Phoenix FM signing stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, fucking hell, man. Jesus. Oh, mate. Um. Hilarious, mate. <laughs> so fun. But anyway, thank you again for coming on. I've really enjoyed it, George. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> you as well, mate. Cheers for having us on, dude. That's all right. Just anytime, you know, we'll get you back on again someday. And uh, for all you listening at home, just always remember, I'm Matthew Hasam Hammond. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>